how are you today? Good, good. We're traveling, so, you know, it's uh, definitely not as fun as being at home, but overall doing really good. Where are you guys at right now? Colorado. And where do you guys live? So we live in Austin, Texas, and we have um, family. We actually just moved from Colorado to Austin last summer. Um, so we have a lot of weddings in Colorado um, each year, which is the goal. But um, we also, like all of my family is here. And so we came up for spring break to visit them. Oh, wow. I Yeah. Austin's like, Austin's like booming, is it? I feel like it's booming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. But I mean, it also, I guess maybe because it's so new to us, like it doesn't feel like this huge town yet. Like it's definitely big, but it's so fun. We're having a great time just being a part of, you know, a new city and a new community and all that. I'm like, uh, I really, li I listen to like a lot of comedy podcasts and like, yeah, I know Austin has like a really, really big, like up and coming, like comedy scene or not, not even up and coming anymore. Oh. Now it's, it's there. Well, like okay. this is super. This is super random. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I know Joe Rogan moved to Austin. Like, okay, a, like a lot. Like Elon Musk lives in Austin, right? I think he does. I'm yeah, pretty sure. yeah. Like, I think so, or he's on his way out here. <laughs> okay, yeah, and like, yeah. literally every like comedian that I like listen to, they're like, oh, so and so moved to Austin, and I'm like, oh wow, like oh, people are just awesome. leaving L.A. and New York and coming to Austin like crazy. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, that area of Texas has, like, a total, like, mid-central coast slash um, Southern California vibe. Like, it's obviously beautiful and warm, but it's, like, the green rolling hills. Um, it's super gorgeous, and we, I've heard so much about it being, like, the new Silicon Valley. So, that really doesn't surprise me, but we love comedy. So, if you have any, like, hey, check out this comedy club, let me know. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned earlier your dog chewed the AirPods. So, like... My daughter will take my AirPods case and she'll just throw it <laughs> like she'll, she'll just like launch it. And oh I'm like, no. Uh, and so, sometimes she opens it, but she doesn't really seem to care about the AirPods. She just likes to throw the case. But uh, so I just have to keep it away from her. But my dog doesn't really chew anything anymore. He's That's... ten and a half. So he's he's grown out of all his chewing stuff. Yeah, that's well, it actually was my fault. A hundred percent. I left my headphones in the case on the like my peloton bike so my daughter grabbed them and was like probably playing with them who knows and then the dog ended up seeing them on the floor and chewed through them so it was kind of a mix of like the dog and the kid being a problem but in large part my fault 100 percent. you moved to austin what uh, took you to austin yeah so we have originally lived in colorado springs for like 12 years and we really loved it as far as, you know, the beauty of the mountains and all those kind of things. But in large part, it's just super cold, you know, like I, <laughs> there's been years where we've had like 10 months of like snow and cold and it's windy. So during COVID, you know, I think a lot of us are just reanalyzing like our lives and our lifestyles and like, are we truly happy and thriving in the places we're at in life? And that's kind of the like, place we found ourselves my husband and I and so he's originally from Southern California and I'm originally from um, Middle Tennessee and just through like talking and really kind of analyzing our life at that point with three kids and all of those things we really were like you know we love Colorado we we love it here especially in the summertime but we're just not thriving like we could and so 
he misses like being out on the water and the lakes. And we <laughs> ended up doing this like huge Google search, like, you know, best lakes in America or, you know, massive lakes or just various things. And for a while we were debating about Northwest Arkansas because we've had friends there and it's a really pretty area. And then something like I ended up Googling Texas lakes or something and ended up seeing this gorgeous lake um, called Lake Travis, which is, if you're in the Austin area, you know exactly what this is. It's huge, like probably the biggest lake I've ever seen. And it's beautiful. And it actually, you know, just from like doing all of the like research online, I was already like, oh my gosh, my husband's going to fall in love with this. We're definitely moving to Austin. The second I tell him about it, it was, you know, a given. So I think it was like a nine month process of just kind of saying, hey, like, is this really what we want? you know, we're leaving from the family, but, you know, ultimately it's like your little family unit being able to thrive is, you know, the best possible thing you can have as a family. Um, and then we also realized like in Colorado, our wedding season is summertime and it's really tough. Like having three kids, we wanted to make sure we're available and around as much as we can during summer when they're out of school and Texas ends up, you know, having a complete opposite season which is so cool so now that we've relocated to austin we're officially destination wedding photographers after you know rebranding and things like that but we end up having like spring bookings in texas summer in colorado fall you know it's kind of back and forth between the two but it's really brought us a lot of balance to our life we've found a way to like live a slower pace we're definitely on the water all the time now that we've moved and we have a boat and things. So in large, it just was a lifestyle change that we needed to make, which honestly does. It trickles down into like how you run your business and allowing that to thrive and things. So we've just really been having a lot of fun in Austin. Um, we've been there for about nine months and wouldn't change a thing. I mean, the kids probably like the uh, good, the, the weather, weather in Austin better than snow for 10 months in Colorado, right? Oh, a hundred percent. It's super funny. Like being back in Colorado for spring break, it's not bad right now. It's like in the forties and fifties and someday sixties, but my kids are like, Oh my gosh, like, when are we going back to Texas? They're like shivering in <laughs> 60 degree weather. So they are very happy in Texas for sure. And wh where did you guys live exactly in Colorado? Like where was your last house? Yeah, we were in Colorado Springs, which is an hour okay, south Colorado of Springs. Denver. Yeah. That's what I thought you said. Yeah. Uh, and I saw online you, uh, I think you've done plenty of work in like Aspen, correct? Yes. Yes. That's a huge draw for the luxury market. And it is, you know, it's obviously like just serene and beautiful. Um, and we like, you know, we'll do wedding weddings in Vail and all of those places too. Um, but Aspen's just really special it's such a unique area i'm sure you guys have had the barbecue in austin right okay you're gonna like shoot <laughs> me for this like actually not at all like we haven't had any barbecue i don't know why we have had everything else but barbecue so that's like number one on our list when we're home <laughs> we'll have to plan like a date night and just go like try a bunch of places or something I'm like not a huge barbecue guy either, honestly, but like, yeah, uh, like in Cincinnati, like, uh, I mean, it's like a chain restaurant, but like city barbecue is kind of popular. Sometimes weddings will just cater that, which is, you know, right. like, I mean, that was years ago. I don't, I haven't seen that at a wedding in years, but like, just like a barbecue, you know, like a por 
pulled pork sandwich and stuff like that. Brisket is really good. But then uh, I went to Austin for like a videographer like retreat in like 2019 and there was a food truck and it was like awesome. And I'm not even yes. a big barbecue guy. And they had like, right. uh, what's it called? Uh, coleslaw on it. And I hate coleslaw. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do not like coleslaw. And part of me was like, well, ugh. I was like, I don't, I don't want to not eat this. And I, and I, I was like, whatever, I'll eat it. And it was like amazing. Then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I should just try more new things then because I thought I hated coleslaw. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think that's the fun part of Austin. Like, they have such a cool food scene that I've tried so many different things that, honestly, in Colorado, we just didn't have as much of a food scene, like, especially in Colorado Springs. It's an up-and-coming area in a lot of ways, but but Austin definitely has its own, like, scene as far as, like, music and things like that, but the food is a huge draw, and definitely was a plus in my like pro list for moving. and there's like a big art scene in austin too right so i'm sure you yeah as a photographer probably feel right at home there i'm sure it's you know mm-hmm. a, more picturesque than colorado springs probably right well and that's actually so it's a hard trade-off right so colorado springs sits at the feet of like the front range mountains which are you know gorgeous so there's like obviously big huge you know, 14ers, which are 14,000 feet and above. So there's one that's like huge right there. And then there's like beautiful, big green, you know, mountains. And then there's Garden of the Gods, which is like a beautiful rock formation. Um, So it is gorgeous. But then, so you look west and there's mountains, you look east and there's plains. Whereas now in like Austin, it's green rolling hills kind of everywhere you look. And then lots of obviously lots of trees and then water so which is a huge it's just a very different environment like my husband and I talked about this like we're not you know you can't say like okay Austin is like comparatively more beautiful than Colorado I don't think that's like (laughs) part of it at all but it's just a different beauty it's actually more of a beauty that what we grew up with you know like trees and some little hills and then lakes and rivers and things like that so it feels like home like what we both grew up with but we spend so much of our summers in Colorado that we're getting the best of both worlds I feel like yeah like I think it it seems like uh people are kind of realizing that Austin is sort of like some of the best parts of California and like you know Mm -hmm. Texas you know what I mean it's got mountains there are lakes uh the weather is probably pretty good I imagine in Austin because it's not uh, you know, not so far south, I believe, right? It's that it's like mm-hmm. super humid. I don't, I don't know how humid it is in Texas, but like, it seems like it's essentially like a mini, like kind of like Los Angeles in a way, because it's got so many different types of scenery, which again makes sense for people who want to go there for, you know, like in the creative industry, and then especially for like you know photo and video. I know that Austin has like a nice film scene, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm sure the photo scene is great, too, if the video scene's great. And then, yeah, just a lot of artists are going there. So it does sound mm-hmm. like it's sort of being discovered in a way. Texas is interesting in a way where, and as I've heard, again, comedians talk about this. So it's like Texas <laughs> Texas itself is, you know, very conservative. Uh, and But, but Austin is, it, it's like, you know, very, I want to say very liberal, but, you know, it's seems... Yeah pretty liberal and then like that that mix because like most of those kids probably have conservative parents but it's like a nice mix of 
nice mix of newer, newer and older like ways of thinking. And so you kind of get like the best of both worlds in a way. And I know like a lot of cities aren't like that. Right. And I just think that's like a good thing. I know it's like, maybe that's like an odd take, but like I've heard that. And I was like, that. I think that totally makes sense because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you get like the small business thing, but you also get mm-hmm. uh, like the new, like art and everything that you wouldn't find it maybe in a lot of other conservative places. So. No, that's totally right, Chris. And I think, you know, you kind of just look at those things as facts, right? Like if you wanted to move, you know, to Miami, <laughs> you'd be looking at like, what are the things that would bring our lives like benefit, what would bring our businesses benefit, what would, you know, help us grow as a person. And I think, you know, when you look at like moving to a new area, especially as a business owner, you have to look at those areas and say, okay, you know, if we move to Austin or move to Denver, or move to Miami or LA or whatever, you know, what is the culture like? And, you know, Austin in and of itself is very different than Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. And they, that's their whole thing is like keep Austin weird. And I mean, I think a little bit like all, all of us, you know, artists in the wedding industry and beyond have a little bit of a weirdo in us, right? Like we have this like, best yeah. that's kind of, you know, okay, we're artists. We just look at the world differently. We see things differently. We build relationships differently. And I also think like as entrepreneurs and artists, we tend to have this, like, because we've been, you know, desensitized to like being in a nine to five structured environment where, you know, we have colleagues and things like that, we end up being isolated and we end up being, you know, in a, in a place of kind of an, on our own Island. And after COVID, you know, that really shifted, I think the culture in general, but especially being a small business owner and realizing, oh my goodness, we need each other. We are better together than we are apart let's be real let's be honest about how these things are happening to us like we are losing business we're scared you know we don't know what's coming next and so I think looking at a culture like Austin where they are you know known for being different and they are known for being progressive and like you said that balance between conservative and liberalism like there's a there's a different approach to life with the people who choose to live there and I've found that that means that there's a lot more openness there's a lot more genuine conversations people aren't as fearful of you know sharing what's really going on in their lives and their businesses and it's just really healthy you know is often like the most amazing place it's super perfect of course not like they have their flaws too but overall, moving from Colorado to here, I've just seen such a shift in like our ability to, and maybe this is a cultural shift after COVID, but our ability to just kind of sit with other business owners and entrepreneurs and even friends and just, you know, have this like relationship that was not familiar to me pre-COVID. And so I do think that a lot of the culture around, you know, having artistry and things like that you learn to lean on each other because we find inspiration from others we find inspiration through relationship and when we're thriving as a human that absolutely carries over into the work we do yeah just like being able to like sit and talk to someone who you know is in the same boat as you is like pretty like priceless you can't like like it's just i don't know it's hard to explain it's the best 
uh, it's like therapy in a way. I I think like just to be able to like hey like hey um you know especially during COVID for sure like that was a good that's a good point like a lot of things definitely changed in the last couple of years and mm-hmm. just not be or just being open about like hey this is where I am in my business you know like you mentioned like losing money and like like hey like like leads are kind of weird right now like all that it's mm-hmm. definitely amazing to be able to talk to other creatives w- whether it's like you know like I'm a videographer but like I've talked to most of my friends I talk to are photographers just because I mean I guess there's a lot more of them but uh, mm-hmm. when we were basically in the same boat we're kind of the other side of the coin I usually say photo and video but like so many things are similar so I talk to them all the time but uh I was gonna ask you so you have a husband uh three kids and a dog right yeah <laughs> good memory yes yeah and your dog's name is Marlo whoa yeah you got that right on the first shot yeah Marlo she's uh she's the sweetest she's a total angel like it feels like our fourth child um it's <laughs> my husband has this like affinity to naming things after sports people I guess like athletes so our boys our two oldest kids have their middle names are after uh St. Louis Rams or LA Rams now players so our dog is named after a hockey player on the San Jose Sharks well he was with the San Jose Sharks Patrick Marlowe so I don't know why that's just his vibe I think our daughter might have been Marlowe if I hadn't been like no let's do this so Marlowe came from you know a hockey player not inspired by anything other than sports so how old are your kids yeah so they are 10 6 and 3 oh wow so you have there was a, yeah, you've, you had your hands full for a while then. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have had our hands full. And I think, I mean, just like any parent will tell you, like you grow into like where the stage of parenting that you're in. And right now it feels so strange. Like everybody's potty trained. We're not, you know, doing, you know, bottles anymore. And so all of them are in school. My oldest children are in elementary school and my daughter's in um, preschool all day. So and Steve and I run the businesses <laughs> together. Um, and it it's super fun. Like our kids are at an age where like when we plan a trip, we, you know, know it's going to be a little hectic, but they're also just excited to go. And so they're little, you know, little people now. And it's just really fun to be in this season of parenting. Yeah. I like when you can see like their personalities begin to form. I mean, obviously yeah. your, your 10 and six year old have had that, but like the three year old, right? Like, Mm-hmm. My daughter turned three at the time of recording this, like uh, she turned three to 13 days ago and uh, and she just started preschool last week. And I <laughs> I think I've mentioned that on every podcast episode I've recorded so far. But like I yeah. the first day I dropped her off, I came home and had to record uh, or I recorded two episodes back to back. So or no, I had one episode and like another Zoom call. So I didn't have any t- like and I picked her up like right after the other Zoom call. So I didn't have any yeah. time to sit and think about it. But had I have had time, I probably would have sat here and been really upset <laughs> because oh, yeah. it was the first day. And I was like, oh, like she should be here right now, like playing mm-hmm. with her toys. But now she's at the school that she's never. It was like it just messed my mind up a lot. And I was like, Ugh, like I felt guilty. But um, but no, I was going to say like, yeah. Uh, and I just t- took her again today. She does Tuesday oh. through Friday. Uh, like nine fifteen to like noon, so it's like eh, about half a day, I guess. And yeah. today was the first day 
that she didn't cry at all when I like dropped her off. Like the first uh-huh. week she cried and was like, you know, I don't want to be here. But yeah. today, today she kind of reached for the teacher and like, and she walked in and gave me a, like one of those looks as she, as she walked away and the door closed. And I was like, oh my God, like she, she didn't cry. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> which is a good thing, but I was like sad. Right. <laughs> and I was like, totally. oh man. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's like need me but like don't need me but want yeah. me but like I totally understand I as we are getting towards middle school with our oldest I'm like is he gonna be cool with me like walking him in or you know telling him I love you and giving him big hugs like I don't know I think he will but you just sometimes I feel like with kids it's like this switch that flips and you're like what just happened <laughs> a little unknown fact about me unless you've chatted with me before I was actually homeschooled kindergarten through high school like literally my whole you know oh, childhood wow. yeah and then I ended up going into um, education when I was in college and I taught high school for four years while also running a business photographing weddings and things and so I have this like just different view on like school and education like stuff like what you're talking about right like when I was 12 I, you know, was involved in a lot of things, but I didn't have that, like, you know, traditional classroom environment. So I sometimes I feel bad because I didn't help teach elementary or high or middle school. I taught freshmen and sophomores. So I know what that looks like a little bit, but I have no idea what like elementary through middle school has been. So our oldest, I feel bad sometimes and I'm like, you're totally a guinea pig, dude. Like I, you just, you know, like, oh, okay, so you're learning about that stuff now, or, oh, they do use computers in school, like, just different things that I'm, like, learning as he's going to school, like, it's just, it's so funny coming from such a different background, um, but he's great, I think, I mean, we've asked, you know, kind of, like, teased him about little things too with girls, and he's just so not interested right now, he's interested in sports and music and, you know, video games and his friends, and I love that, and I hope that stays but I know at some point it's just going to be like, you know, so different. And our kids all are about three years apart. So we've kind of gone through like having like an older kid, a, a toddler, and then a baby baby. And it's it's going to be that way. Like we'll eventually have a high school or middle school or an elementary school with such different needs and like, you know, responsibilities and things like that. And I think it's just going to be really unique, like the way that our kids go to school and things. So, and my husband obviously went to a traditional school. So he sometimes is like, yeah, Jenny, that's like normal. Like it's fine if they have, you know, X, Y, Z for lunch, you know, or whatever. So it's, it's good, but my kids are the light of our life. And I'm just, you know, really grateful that I'm their mom. When did you, I guess, get into photography? And then I also want to know when you started in dance. Ooh, okay. Um, I think I'll answer the dance question first because that was like, it, I think it predated photography. Who knows? Um, so I just, I think even as a little girl, like I, I remember my grandmother telling me this story when I was growing up, like when I was probably like nine 12 months. I'm really taking us back here, Chris, like ancient history, right? Um, like I would, she had this like radio in her house and I would walk up and like turn it on and I would just start dancing to different music, which is definitely like, hey, you're a baby. You're probably just doing that in general. But I think that as I grew up, that like stuck with me that 
I loved movement and I loved dance from early on. And so my parents would put me in various things, you know, ballet and um, gym, I did gymnastics. I mean, just a various, like a ton of different things. And then even in college, I really loved like taking classes, like um, kind of an elective thing. And then when I was in college, I, my school had just opened up a minor in dance and I really like really really wanted to major in or not major but minor in it um but honestly I allowed totally allowed fear to take over that I wouldn't have a job or what am I going to do with this or it's just kind of a waste of time um and I ended up doing just education and English education and looking back I really wish I that I would have allowed myself to pursue that and I think you know, a lot of that, it goes back to like, why I'm so passionate about pursuing our dreams and our our artistry and finding a way to make those things work. Um, So that's kind of the dance side of things. And even now, like my husband and I, when we were dating, we took like swing dance lessons and um, a huge part of our relationship was dancing. Um, Our wedding, we like had different dances choreographed and had like all the swing music so it was a really fun lively wedding um but that's like my love language is dance for sure and then with photography I mean as cliche as it sounds like I grew up with a camera in my hand I mean it kind of did I my parents were actually wedding photographers back in the 80s um and so they always they would talk to me about those things and I was just really intrigued by artistry I tried different things like I tried music I tried drawing and painting and it just didn't stick like I even to this day if my kids are like mom draw me it's definitely stick figures like I can't there's just no <laughs> I'm the same way yeah so I <laughs> but I also found that like photography was a form of expression for me so I guess I had three main things that were very artistic growing up dance 100% photography which really was more, you know, we're on vacation. I had the like, you know, the 35 millimeter like disposables that are so popular right now at weddings and are very trendy. That's what I had. Like we would go to Walgreens or something and grab a bunch and I would be the like kind of photographer for the vacation or even just different life moments with my family growing up. Um, and, you know, I think too, as a homeschool kid, like I had the time in my schedule because our curriculum was so flexible that I had the time to pursue things like that. And so um, I never found my way into a dark room. That's definitely goals for one day, but I grew up with that artistry. And then I also wrote prolifically. Like I would write poetry. I would write, you know, short stories. Um, Into college, I took, you know, obviously tons and tons of writing and things. So I always had that like huge artistic event, but I was so terrified, Chris, of like, pursuing that in any career because I think just growing up like all of my friends you know the way that I was not raised but like the culture of when we were kids was like you need to get a good job with a good degree and not be like a starving artist or just trying to find yourself like you really need to go to a four-year college minimum and have something to land on after you graduate which is sound advice but often misguided in the sense of like there are ways that you can pursue these things. You just have to learn. You need the right mentors and advisors in your life. And so I went into English education with the heart of like, 
this is still artistry and I can make a difference. Well, four years into that, I ended up realizing like, this just isn't the way that I thought it was going to be. Meaning like, you know, curriculum is kind of like passed out. Like you're like, this is what you teach day in and day out. Like it really wasn't artistic or flexible around like even my students needs I had to be very structured and we almost like every classroom almost taught the same type of stuff to where even the handouts we were giving out were like basically the exact same so I think you know through college and those first four years as a teacher there was just a lot of like sadness in me of like I'm not really pursuing what I feel like I was like supposed to so yeah It's been cool to kind of bring those two together in the business now. Thanks for coming on, Jenna. It's been great. Uh, I want to say thanks for taking the time. I absolutely have just loved being able to connect, Chris. And, you know, this is a fun podcast. I think, you know, I've chatted on podcasts and listened to other ones in the past that it's like, tell us, you know, all the structure of the business and all these things that this has been cool to like actually share more about who I am and where I came from. So thanks for the opportunity. No problem. I'm sure we'll do it again. We could do like a part two sometime. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about even more stuff. So awesome. thanks again. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Bye.